With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Well, welcome everybody to Mother, Father, God, another live call. Uh, channeled by Dr. Catherine E. May, a practicing clinical psychologist for 35 years in the New York City area and the Hudson Valley area. Uh, Dr. May is recognized throughout the world for her particular and very radical technique known as visual centering. Um, you might see more of it if you checked in on her website which is who needs light dot org o r g who needs light dot org o r g uh dr Catherine may's uh home website uh, where you can learn more about these extraordinary uh techniques that are uh well i won't go any further your phone number is also there. Um, we also feature Dr. May on EarthAscends.com. Uh, my name is Anne DeHart. Um, I manage EarthAscends.com, and uh, from the first message I read uh, that uh, arrived through uh, Dr. May, I immediately made room for a full page just for her messages. And once you've heard them, you'll know why. So we're in for an extraordinary day. I don't want to take any more of the precious time that uh, uh, is awaiting us. So I'm going to turn this over to Dr. May right now. So, Catherine, take it away. Hi, Anne. I love your introductions. (laughs) And Anne is so modest, she didn't even mention Hollow Earth Network, uh, her other website, which is also really exciting. Um, and I recommend everyone to go visit that and and listen in on her calls too on Saturdays. It's uh, it's all only information is there on the website about Zora and the wonderful calls with the Hollow Earth folks. So tonight we have a special treat and a really exciting call, I think. Um, I'm not sure how to introduce this, but I think I should tell everyone ahead of time we're going to have Mother, Father, God, um, as we usually do, and St. Germain, who is often here. And tonight we have a special guest, who is Sanat Kamara. Now, for all of you who haven't heard of Sanat Kamara, um, you may have heard the name but not know about his history. Um, he was, he's been called the great guru of the seed of Christ throughout the cosmos. Um, he and Lady Master Venus are the hierarchs of planet Venus. But he has a special relationship with planet Earth. 
because it was uh, Sanat Kumara who intervened on behalf of the humans on planet Earth when things were going so badly, when they had completely lost touch with any uh, connection to God or the divine, and and the entire planet was going to be dissolved. And Sanat Kamara offered to hold the balance for the entire planet on behalf of all the living things on Earth until a sufficient number of individuals were able to return to their connection with God. And I think he might tell us a bit about that. And as you you may have heard, um, it was he who helped Christ to organize the group to come to planet Earth to try to turn things around. So I hope that he'll give us a bit of the history of that. And there's another connection to another special connection here. I was told in recent weeks the true identity of the man who trained me, who developed the visual centering techniques, which Anne referred to as the radical (laughs) technique that helps people to balance. Um, The man who trained me was named Amos, Amos Gunsberg in his incarnation on Earth. I studied with him for 30 years and 10 years since then, after he left the planet, and Amos Gunsberg was none other than Sanat Kamara. So I'm happy to have an, a new relationship with the man who was my mentor and dear friend And he's going to talk to all of us tonight and tell us some of the secrets of his history as well. I hope um, I'm saying secrets. They're secrets to me. So I imagine they will be to everyone else. So I'm going to turn over the call. And I think Mother, Father, God are going to come first. And things are so exciting these days, I'm sure they will have some interesting things to tell us. So I will step aside and let you talk with Mother, Father, God. And I know we have people on the line, so after all of our guests have talked with us, then hopefully we'll have a little time to answer some questions. So I'm going to... Let Mother, Father, God speak now, so the next voice you hear will be Mother, Father, God. Hello, children. As we always say, we're so happy to be here. And every week, the numbers of folks who come are growing. We're so happy to hear from all of you. And your questions are wonderful. It gives us a chance to talk with you personally. That's delightful for us. Now, 
We don't tell Catherine what we're going to talk about. Tonight we said, we'll just wing it. And she was agreeable, so here we are. Now we know that you're all so interested in the hearings that are going on in Washington. And you've hardly had a chance to do anything else, I'm sure. Those of you who are working, squeezing in every minute you can of listening to the hearings, and isn't it exciting? Now, of course, many of you have much more information even than the people who are speaking because, of course, they only refer to documents, conversations that have been recorded, research that has been done and recorded. So there's no oral testimony from anyone who's spoken to us in person or who may be speaking to the Ashtar Command or other interesting folks in other dimensions. But nevertheless, they're doing a good job. And they are revealing how much has been hidden. Of course, the danger is that when all these things are revealed, people are going to be very angry. And I'm glad they're they're presenting it the way they are because there has been an emphasis on the hidden societies. And I think the word cabal has even been used. We're very glad to hear that because otherwise, if there were uh, revelations about the dirty deeds that have been done without emphasizing that these are secret societies and beyond the control and even the knowledge of your elected officials for the most part. Of course, there are some who are very much aware of it, but... For the most part, those in Congress, even the presidents over the last 40 or 50 years, have known very little about these secret happenings, the armamentarium, the research, the technology that's been developed. So it's very important that this information come out first because otherwise when the secrets are told when the when the information comes out that this was all hidden from the public and the reason part of the reason it was hidden was because the oil industry and the gas industry and the coal and nuclear power wanted to make their money. And can you imagine all these dangers you've had from nuclear power never needed to be done at all. There never needed to be even one nuclear power plant with all its dangers. It's It's been a reckless civilization you've lived in. And reckless in order to earn money. That's so unfortunate. And when people in general learn about this, well, 
there are places on the planet where it might cause quite an upheaval, especially places where people have suffered profoundly because of all this. So we want to go slowly, carefully. It will be disclosed. The ships are going to fly over. Yes, they are. Ashtar has told it in his messages, and it's true. In fact, they're planning their choreography. (laughs) They have a surprise in store. That will be a delightful time for all of you, I'm sure. And, well, it's not time for Ashtar to come yet. Very busy now. But there won't be time for you, for him to come to the radio call until afterwards. So I'm sure he'll want to be here to gather the applause. But we look forward to it with delight. It's been a very serious business, this planning, this looking forward. And we cannot possibly describe to you how intricate and how difficult this balancing act has been. There are thousands of things to consider. There are thousands of people working hard to make this happen all over the globe. And of course, we have to consider what will happen to the just the basic organization of life, like the food supplies, like the water, like just keeping people alive, because when the banks collapse, as you know, things can get pretty strange. When the money supply stops flowing, there could be a very disruptive time, a short time, certainly, but we needed to have, as you say, all our ducks in a row before we could accomplish this disclosure. So it wasn't just a matter of how much we wanted, and it wasn't just a matter of how willing human beings are of to listen. Of course, that was a major concern, because we certainly do not want to start a global war a cosmic war and there still are those on your planet who would very much like to create havoc in that way it would be a perfect opportunity to ask for more money to ask for more power another Patriot Act, another war to fight, nothing they'd like better because they feel themselves losing their grip. Their power structure structure is crumbling around them. So as it crumbles, you can imagine that we've worked very hard to keep the structure wobbly as it is, 
somewhat in place so that you would have a soft landing, as they say. And your President Obama has done a very good job of that. It's unfortunate that in the process it made him look as if he was kowtowing at times. It made it look as if he was not the forward-looking, progressive person that he really is. But he was doing what needed to be done. And he was such a good choice for this job because he managed to do it with graciousness in spite of the fact that it goes against his grain to sacrifice anything. But he knew, he knows, that some of those things that he gave away were only temporary and that they wouldn't be make a profound difference in the long run. But that takes faith, as you know. So all of you have waited, well, maybe impatiently, but you've waited for this all your lives. It is a glorious time. You have no idea how fast things are moving. And you realize, of course, Americans, most of you listening are Americans, tend to be a little, shall we say, myopic about what you know about the world. But there are 7 billion people out there and we had to take all of them into account. So you can see why flying over the buildings in Washington, D.C. is a, the highlight of your year, but we had many others to think of in the process. Well, those programs, those that work, the calculations, the organizing the conferences. We've been very busy weighing all the options, thinking of all the implications to try to make this the smoothest possible transition in what could have been absolute chaos. You have many masters to thank for that, working so hard to help create something viable that would prevent a complete meltdown which came close to happening any number of times in the last century. So, planet Earth is famous in the cosmos for its you might call soap opera history always just at the edge, always barely making it to the finish line, always in danger of some devastating disaster. But this time, it will not be allowed to happen. 
It has not been allowed to happen. And here you still are. Now, without the help of many, many of those in higher dimensions, there were those who would have destroyed planet Earth by now. We did not allow it to happen this time. We're very happy to say. So here you are, ready for a glorious new day, a glorious new era. Now, I hope we have given you a little bit of a sense of what was behind all this. You know, when when someone at the Academy Awards describes the process of making their film and you enjoy your film and you are glad that they finally put it out and then you see at the end the credits and there are hundreds and hundreds of people who were involved in making this one film well it's been something like that we have the the drivers and the grip and the cameraman and so on it's very similar we didn't need caterers fortunately so before Ashtar has announced that on or before on or around I think was his language May 3rd there will be a special event in Washington, D.C., in the skies in Washington, D.C., and other places around the globe. So this will be uh, an extravaganza, let's say. So keep your eyes open, folks. Keep the smile on your faces. And keep your eyes on the skies. Now... We're going to turn this over. Let's have a little music for a moment. And then we're going to ask Catherine to present St. Germain. Namaste, everyone. Well, this is Anne. What an extraordinary message we just heard. And uh, Catherine is in the transition uh, position, um, uh, changing energies from Sanat Kamora, uh, who we just heard. Oh, oh no, I'm, excuse me, from Mother, Father, God. Mother, God, sounded like. Uh, and uh, we're awaiting St. Germain's arrival um, and getting a better perception of the point in time where we all find ourselves um, uh, we're poised for an extravaganza uh, are the words that uh, Mother Father God used Uh, we're finally culminating a long long uh, um, excursion in 3D and saving this beautiful planet I think uh, I think Catherine's back now. Are you here, Catherine? Hi, yes, I am. I sometimes just need a little breather so I can switch gears. Yeah. Next, we're going to hear from 
St. Germain. So um, I will let you announce St. Germain while I uh, switch my gears and get ready to present whatever he has to say. Well, we'll be standing by, and um, we'll just uh, give you a little time to uh, change energy channels. It's wonderful that you're able to do this uh, so quietly and easily and comfortably, I hope. (laughs) Uh, So we're awaiting St. Germain. We've just heard from Mother Father God. And uh, we're going to hear for the first time um, before this call is ended from Sanat Gomorrah. So this is quite an extraordinary call. And it will be posted. The recording will be available. Let's see how Catherine's doing. Hello, everyone. This is Saint Germain. I'm I'm taking over for Catherine for a bit. How are you, Anne? I'm doing good, thank you. <laughs> good. <laughs> well, it's lovely to talk with everyone tonight. It has been, as Mother God, Father God said, an, a, such a busy time. And as I think you knew from our last call. We were also dealing with the Pope's illness, which did put a bit of a crimp in things. Um, there was there was some important business that we needed the Pope to take care of in terms of the uh, St. Germain Trust. So things are moving along. We have a lot of people working here on the ground and in higher dimensions, crews of people, groups of people who are working round the clock to loosen the grip of the banksters, as many of you call them, to release the funds from various places around the world. You have no idea how firm a grip the cabal actually had on your lives. They had insinuated themselves into every single financial transaction that takes place on the planet. In one way or another, they were getting paid by practically every transaction. Now, think about it. I think we've talked about this process before, but I'm going to just give you a little story of the story of the shirt. It could be a fountain pen, or it could be the gift you gave your mother for Christmas, whatever. Let's make it a sweater this time. Imagine what it takes to manufacture a sweater. There are the sheep or the alpacas or the the animals that <coughs> raised that are raised for their wool. Now, those animals live on a farm. The farmer in order to feed his animals and in order to 
keep his operation going, often has to borrow money. Borrows money from the banks. And, of course, he pays interest on that money. So before that sheep is even shorn, it has a dollar sign on its head and a bank account to its name, a bank account with a minus on it. So the farmer shears the sheep, sends the wool to be processed. It has to be delivered in trucks. And, of course, the trucker, the individual trucker or the company, had to buy those trucks, and, of course, they pay interest on the purchase of those trucks, which they fill with gasoline. And, well, you know where that comes from and how many people profit on that. Before the wool has even been woven into anything, it's already been taxed about three or four times. Then it goes to the processor, the people who have to wash and dye and sort, and and then it's sent on to a middleman who sells it to the company that will weave the yarn. And, of course, they have a factory, they have workers, and they have to take out loans to build their building and buy their machines. So the product is taxed once again by the banksters who are now being paid again for this manufacture of the sweater. Finally, it's made into yarn. Then it's transported again to the person who will actually weave and create the sweater. There are designers, there are the manufacturing equipment, there are the looms, and again, the tax that goes in the form of interest to the banksters. Now, the sweater has not even yet reached the market. Again, it must be transported sometimes to China and back in the process of manufacturing the sweater. Once again, more gasoline until it finally reaches the store, which, of course, is in debt to the banks. So this sweater that now costs $100 or $50, probably, if it had not had all these involved where people had to pay banks probably would cost $5. So that gives you an idea. We figured that all of you, those, all of you who work to pay your bills and maybe save just a little Well, you probably could work one-tenth of the time you spend now, and you would have plenty of money to live comfortably. One-tenth of the time you spend working. That means that nine-tenths of the money you make gets 
you know, flows around, handed from person to person, but in every single handoff of that dollar, there is a portion of it that is siphoned off. And in the end, you all work for, as they say, the man. But people used to think that the man was someone in the government. Not true. The man is the man behind the curtain. The Federal Reserve Bank, the IMF, the the bankers that whose names are mostly unknown to you, except probably the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and the Bushes, and there are others, but most of them remain very quietly behind the scenes. So people who are so worried, oh no, what if we didn't have any gasoline? What if we didn't have um, our cars? What if, well, what if you didn't have to work? Wouldn't that be lovely? What if you didn't have to work at all? What if you could do everything you needed by working at something you really love or one day a week and spent the rest of your time raising your children, talking with your partner, enjoying your community, planting, growing things, food sometimes maybe, flowers, things to enjoy, painting the paintings you always wanted to to make, building something you've always wanted to build. This is how life was intended to be. Not as slaves who work 40 hours a week. Well, who works 40 hours a week? You get paid for 40 hours a week. You probably work 60 or 70 or 80 And it makes you feel important to do that because that's what you've been taught. It has become a terrible system. And we can't stand watching it. And those of you who have have learned what life can really be like are tired of it too. So we're very happy that soon, very soon, we will begin releasing funds to the nonprofits as we have promised. And it has been a difficult time. We regret how long it's taken. There have been some complications. You know, there are these banksters who magically make money disappear multi-billions of dollars can simply vanish because they just move a decimal point or they lose an account and it's very difficult to pin them down, you know. They're very sinister people, some of them. So, little by little, we have been able to move aside those who 
are the most sinister ones. But there are still those who feel they need to protect. They don't really know what it is they're protecting, but they feel they need to protect their bank or their stockholders, their friends, from any disruption whatsoever. And many of them don't really understand that what they're protecting is truly criminal. We're having to educate them about that. So, that's the news from the St. Germain activities, which I think, as many of you know, are at this point, are rather complex and far-reaching. But I do enjoy that many of you call on me There are many listening in who have had relationships with me, who have contacted me about various things, and who understand my commitment to this wonderful project that is planet Earth. So I'm delighted to to know that you're out there listening. And I know that some of you will call in and ask questions, and that tickles me. So we're all looking forward to the big scene on May 3rd or thereabouts. Ashtar has some secrets that he's not telling any of us, at least not until, you know, probably closer to the time, because he likes a little drama. They're not they're not state secrets, they're small secrets, but they're the kind of secrets that Ashtar likes to to create for our pleasure. So I think that will be something really interesting. And I know you're all going to be delighted. But I don't want to take up all the time here because our dear friend Sanat Kamara is here. And this is a very special visit. I hope that he's going to tell you a little bit about the history, about where this all began, how hard he's worked over the eons on behalf of the people of planet Earth. He holds a very special place in our hearts. We honor him as a a kind of father of our project here. So I'm going to turn over the the airwaves now to our dear friend Sanat Kamara. So I'll do the introduction this time and let Anne just listen as I know she likes to. So I'm going to introduce our friend, Sanat Kamara. So the next person you hear will be Sanat Kamara. Namaste, everyone. I am St. Germain. Hello, dear ones. 
It is I, Sanat Kamara. I have come for the first time to speak with you because it is a historic time. And there's another special reason. My dear friend Catherine has recently learned of my identity and we've joked about it some and I surprised her today by offering to come to the radio show and of course we're such old friends she wouldn't say no to me so the others have said I might tell you something of the story which I will. It's so delightful for me. It's so gratifying. After such a long time. It may seem strange to all of you who were there in this short lifetime to think of us as beings who live for thousands and thousands of years. But, of course, in your higher self, you live thousands and thousands of years, too. It's only only recently that you could listen to this on your computer, but nothing has really changed. We were. We carry on these conversations. When you come here to higher dimensions, Many of you have known me. You all have known the story of the way planet Earth has evolved. I'll start with, I know Mother, Father, God told you a a lovely story about the creation time. Well, my part of the story comes in later than that. It was at the time when... Oh, I hear Catherine's little dog barking. You probably hear him too. My story begins later. At a time when Earth individuals were... had completely lost touch, had completely fallen away from any connection, any feeling of spiritual connection with your God, with the divine, with any of us, we could see how it was going. We could see that things looked pretty hopeless. And at the time, there was no way we could intervene except to come up with a brand new plan. Now, I think I'm going to have to let Catherine come in for a moment to take care of the little dog who's barking so that all of you won't be interrupted. I'd like to ask Anne. Anne? Yes, could I'm you, here. 
could you talk with the folks for a moment while I let Catherine go and take care of her little dog? Sure. Yeah, and the doggie will be happy too. I have my little doggie here, and uh, I think we all love our pets. Um, that might be a good question to ask when uh, the question and answer time comes. Um, how are we and our pets going to evolve? Um, are we going to go together? Some of them are so dear and so so close to us. Um, I, if you have any questions, uh, there is a location there on your screen where you can um, indicate that you would like to ask a question. So we have time for questions at the end, so you may do that. And uh, so far we have listened to Mother, Father, God, and uh, we have listened to St. Germain. And for the first time, I was asking Catherine before the call if she had ever uh, channeled Sanakamura before, and this is a first. Um, and I remember when she told me how um, her dear friend Amos, who was her mentor and who taught her this uh, very precise technique that she uses, um, for 30 years um, when he was in body and another 10 years after he transitioned, um, always calling him Amos. And um, the other day he came through to her and she said, now that you've transitioned, can you tell me what what your cosmic name is? Well, you can imagine uh, the, the amazement when he said it was Sanakamura. So wonderful, wonderful energies have been um, presenting themselves. And uh, now you know where, uh, since Catherine's uh, website and uh, the uh, visual centering um, technique that she alone in the world is uh, presenting, uh, who was the mentor? It was the Nakamura. I wonder if Catherine's back Hello. yet. Yes, we're back. Okay. Now, we apologize for that interruption. And Sanat Kumar is back. Yes, thank you. He's happy now. No more barking. We do have to care for our animals as well. And it's a cute little dog that Catherine has. He helps her in her work. Now, I was about to tell you the story of the time when planet Earth was in such dreadful straits that there was not an individual left on the planet who was even interested in being connected with God. It was a very dark time. And it cannot be allowed for a planet to stray so far for so long and still remain a part of the cosmic organism. It just is not possible. And so when that happens, a planet or a group or an entity must be dissolved and returned to 
essence to source to be recreated to be taken back you might say and that would have been inevitable but those of us who had watched this process still had hope we still had a feeling in our hearts for this beautiful planet we didn't want to see it gone after so much work had already been done and the human race really showed potential. But many had fallen into darkness. And so, it was my hope, mine and my twin flame, Lady Venus, it was our hope that we could intervene and create a situation that would offer the kind of intervention that could turn things around. We were optimistic. And so, we wanted to hold the Christ consciousness of the planet and agreed to do so. Now you know the story of your dear Samanda, who was to be the the leader, the Lord of your planet, who would come, who would incarnate, who would be the leader to do the work on the ground. Well, I organized a group for him. You've probably heard the number 144,000. There were 144,000 volunteers. People who agreed to be the team come to planet Earth with Sananda to make the attempt to turn it around. And so they came. And I was the one who helped to organize it, who had the faith that it could be done. And have watched ever since with great love in my heart for all of you who are struggling, who've worked so hard. And I know how hard it is there. I have recently had a life on planet Earth and I'm a pretty old soul, as they say, but I understand how difficult it can be. Yes, I did have 
some very interesting elements in my life. One of them was developing the visual centering work. I taught many people along the way, but Catherine was the only one who stayed on, who studied with me till the end. And she was there the day I died, in the body, the day I passed back to the lovely higher dimensions. And, of course, many of you feel this, too, at times. I was glad to have been there. But what a wonderful time it is to come home. And so, I will take the pleasure of being able to talk with all of you, being able to still work with my dear friend Catherine and not have to actually come back there again. What a gift this is. It has allowed us to have greater reach in our teachings and that is a wonderful pleasure. When you come here, you understand that having a channel is a great gift. It means we don't have to do the work of coming there ourselves. And so, here we are, 2013. It has been a long road. It's been difficult at times, but what a pleasure it's been to work with Sananda, to watch him. He's grown. We all have. Those of us here who are watching and helping, we've grown too. And these lifetimes, when we have come to the planet, well, many of us have recently. Many of our masters are there now. They're among you. You probably don't recognize because they look like you. They have jobs. They have families, they drive cars, they do everything you do. But in their hearts, they care deeply. And they were willing to make this trip to incarnate on planet Earth at this time, at this very difficult time. Just as we did when those 144,000, my team, my dear friends, my my family, came to planet Earth the first time, and you know, many of them are here again. Many of them are the same team, and what a team they are. So, celebrate, celebrate, children, 
brilliant. You're succeeding. This project, that was my heart's desire eons ago, is now coming to fruition. And you, dear ones, have made it happen. We are grateful. We are adoring. We can't tell you what this means. Those of us who have worked for so long to see you, to see you flourish, to see you smiling, to see you triumph has always been our fondest dream. Thank you for letting me come to this to this call to this wonderful group. Wonderful group. It's lovely to see all of you gathered all listening together like a big family. And there will be many more who will come to this recording and listen. We welcome you too. And now, thank you all. I'm going to turn this over to your lovely host and your co-host, Anne, who is so good at helping people to ask their questions. So I will say to all of you, Namaste. I am Sanat Kumara. Well, this is Anne, and uh, we'll give Catherine a few moments to um, regain her own energies after allowing um, these wonderful guests from higher dimensions um, access to speak to us. I see that uh, we have one question waiting. And, uh, Catherine, when you're ready, um, we can find out uh, who Mm -hmm. in area code 407 um, who is... um, Hang on a second, Are you mm-hmm. on your regular landline? Yes, and am I as scrambled up as you are? Yes. Oh. Oh, dear. Well, it looks like we're having sound problems again. Yeah, it's really breaking up. It's really breaking up. I was, I, I, At first I thought it was just something casual, but it just stayed with it all the way through. Oh. This has happened now. This is the third week we've had trouble with the sound. We had a good transmission last week, and now it's back again. Uh-huh. I wonder if we're having deliberate interference, and I wonder if there's some way we can block it, uh, put so much light around that there is no opportunity for interference. Hmm. Well, we can certainly try to do that, everyone. I know that they um, did send me messages about uh, apologies for the sound, that they apparently were having trouble with their servers mm-hmm. in the past. What a shame. Um, I can hear...
Well, I can hear it on you. I was wondering if that's why they <coughs> suggested that, um, you know, St. Germain would introduce the Nakamura. I thought, I wonder if this line is breaking up too, but so was it. Um, well, all the way through. It started out clear, but it, it started in, I think, way back on Mother, Father, God. But we could still hear, except that your voice is very um, delicate, um, light, and um, I don't know, but we can always just turn up the volume or talk a little louder to compensate for that. Okay. Well, I'll talk right into the phone, and I I do apologize to all the listeners that they have to listen to this gravelly sound. That's yeah, it is. We had such well, a nice call last week, and it was clear as a bell. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll just do our best. Um, I don't think that we want to try to hang up and call in again because I think we've last time we tried that it didn't work very well anyway. So why don't we just try to take a few a few uh, questions? Well, we've got three questions here. Okay, I think we'll need to limit it to three because um, our time is. You know, we have not too mm-hmm. long left. Mm-hmm. So why don't okay. you go ahead and do your magic with the with the callers? And well, we'll let's see who see. they want to talk to. Yeah, let's see. Uh, we have a caller in area code 407 ending in 2009. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and open up your line and ask that you try to be concise and clear about what your question is since um, it's difficult to hear as it is. And uh, go right ahead, area code 407. Your line is open. Uh, good evening, Catherine and Anne. Um, I just want to... My name is Teresa from Florida. And I want. I would like to address Mother Father God regarding the station of the last revelation of God through Baha'u'llah the founder of the Baha'i Faith, and uh, we'd like to know Could you repeat here among us. Excuse me? Could you repeat the first part of your question? You're Teresa, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would like to know, yeah, the station of the last revelation of God through Baha'u'llah, uh, he um, he's the founder of the Baha'i Faith, and I would like to know if he's here among us, incarnated again to help us in our ascension. Okay, the found. I couldn't hear your the names, but I heard you say the the founder of the Baha'i Faith, and is he yeah, here? Yeah, his name is Baha'u'llah. Baha'u'llah. Okay. Baha'u'llah. That means in uh, that means um, the glory of God in English. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, so he was the founder of the Baha'i Faith, and I would like mm-hmm. to know, you know, because I haven't heard any um, master uh, mention him in any of the channelers, and I would like to know if Mother Father God can, you know, help me out with this. <laughs> hmm. And. Um if he isn't there, we can invite him to be channeled. If he is, well, here's the 
here's a problem I can I can see with this already. This is Catherine. Um, okay. It is not uh, well. Generally, I have heard Mother, Father, God say yes or no if someone is um, incarnated, but they're not likely to tell you where or who it is. You understand that, right? Right. I mean, they don't reveal people's identity unless that person wants to reveal their own identity. So, um, let's ask, if you like. I'll call on Mother, Father, God. Oh, okay. You mean if I want to call him? No. Uh, Catherine is calling him now, Teresa. Catherine is calling Mother, Father, God to answer your question now. Okay, all right. All right, Teresa. As Catherine was was just saying, um, I don't know what how this will help you, but uh, when people incarnate, they rarely go back to the same place where they've been before. So, you know, like Sanat Kumara has had lifetimes in the Buddhist faith, in the Hindu tradition, in Judaism, and elsewhere. So the man you refer to who established the Baha'i faith has incarnated and he is not in the Baha'i faith at this time. That doesn't mean that there's anything he disagrees with about the Baha'i faith since he helped to found it. But just that um, souls in their own development never repeat the same lifetime twice. So they come, they make their contribution. And they go on. And most of our, our, of course, our ascended masters do not pretend to have established the one and only religion. They come, they help at the time when they're here to present something that will enlighten and enliven those around them. And as we know, the Baha'i faith has many beautiful elements to it. And I assure you that this individual is bringing those same beautiful elements to another lifetime in a slightly different form. So, yes, Uh, the person that you describe has incarnated on planet Earth. And I'm, unless 
this individual wishes to reveal themselves, we cannot do so. I hope that answered your question. Sure did. Thank you very much. Namaste. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Teresa. Thank you, honey. That was good and it's very interesting new information, I'm sure, for all of us. And I will um, put you on hold. And uh, let me just put your name tag just so I know who's who here. And we're going to move on now um, to the next person who's been waiting in area code 360, uh, ending in 2206. And uh, I'm opening your line. And, uh, again, please try to make sure that your question is uh, a question that would be relevant to all of the listeners. Uh, We don't want any personal questions that um, wouldn't be applicable to everyone else. Mm -hmm. But we do want to be sure and get you an answer. So could you give us your name, where you're calling from? Hi, this is Holly. I'm calling from Washington State. Go ahead, Holly. Hmm. Okay, hi. Um, So I've been watching the disclosure hearings this week and as much as possible. And this morning, something really um, fascinating happened that I want to ask about. Um, Congressman Kilpatrick asked during the second panel uh, the difference between extraterrestrial and non-terrestrial and why the term non-terrestrial was being used. And Dr. Wood responded that non-terrestrial referred to not just beings out in space but um, and, and off the planet, but also below Earth and other dimensional. And he said that a few times, below Earth. And I and I felt like he was really alluding to inner Earth, and I was holding my breath, waiting for him to say inner Earth. Um, but he never did. And I'm, I would love to know if others on the panel um, know about inner Earth and um, if it's going to be brought to light during these hearings this week. I know that Zora is there, so (laughs) perhaps. Right. Yeah. Um, Well, that's great. I haven't haven't heard that on the hearing, so that's that's very interesting. Um, And you want to ask Mother, Father, God if well, of course, they don't know since they're not controlling it, but um, they can't predict if something is going to happen, or they no, at but least I yeah. never I never see them predicting, you know maybe it can be helped along, <laughs> encouraged somehow. I don't know because <laughs> well, you said that Zora was there, or they said that Zora was there, and so I thought maybe mm-hmm. that would help. Well, let's ask them if they have any comments about this, okay? Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you, Holly. That's, of course, um, a question on many people's minds. And Dr. Wood did drop the hint that, yes, there are those who are aware of the inner earth. You know, Zora has had his impact over the time that they've been doing this website that Anne has presented Zora to the world. And there are many who have heard about 
Admiral Byrd and his trip into inner Earth. And you see how they tiptoe around this issue. Non-terrestrial, that's a very interesting category, isn't it? (laughs) So this is how they drop a hint and then back away from it. So that no one can accuse them of saying something as crazy as, oh yes, there are beings inside the earth, but there are any number there who are aware of Admiral Byrd's work. And some who have heard about Zora. Now we are hoping, of course, that Zora will find a way to make a make himself known. And there are we are of course encouraging that. So uh, by all means, we would reassure you that we have thought about this, <laughs> and we are, and our masters are there trying to present the thoughts, trying to get these people who know something about it to actually say so, but they seem to be very hesitant. And, you know, many of them have their reputations as scientists to uphold. So they can't present anything unless they have proof of it from their laboratory or from their records. So until someone is willing to present Admiral Byrd's work Mm -hmm. in this hearing, which we don't see, probably don't see, coming. We can't predict. Sometimes people stray from their planned speech. Sometimes a spark will start a new discussion. We certainly are planting the seeds. So we'll watch as you will and see which of those seeds take hold. As you know, you all have free will. And sometimes a little surprise will happen. That's what we're hoping for. But thank you for your question, Holly. Yeah, thank you. I did have one more quick one, if I could. Oh, Holly? Yes, hi. Yeah, if you can make it real quick, there's two other questions waiting, and we have 15 minutes. I'll be very fast. I was just wondering if Zora is visible to us in the room. Yeah, if you can see him. He's wearing a red shirt and his his golden blonde hair, and uh, uh, Quasar is right next to him. And if 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 he's wearing glasses, it's Zoraya. It's Billy. But if if there's no glasses, then it's Zora, and that's how you'll know who's who. And they're both wearing the same and look the same? Well, of course, Zora occupies Billy's body. Uh, They trade bodies, and that's when we get a chance to hear Zora. Uh, That's why he sent his children to the surface, so that he would have a communication uh, device to speak to us. And uh, that's that's how we speak to Zora, is 
uh, he and Billy trade bodies. And uh, so when Zora is occupying the body, there will be no spectacles on. And when uh, Billy's in the body, you'll see eyeglasses. Okay. Thank okay? you. You're All welcome, right. honey. Well. I'm going to move on real quick okay. now. thank you. That was a good question, Thanks. Polly. Thank you, honey. Okay, I'm going to move on now to area code... Um, let me just get Holly over here on hold. Area code 732, ending in 3204. We're down to 14 minutes. So let's try to be as concise but interesting. So come on. Hi, good evening, Annie, and good evening, Dr. May. This is Caroline again. Hi, I have another recognition. <laughs> Hi, Caroline. You. Hi. Well, this week, I would love to uh, ask Saint Germain. Um, a little louder, please. Caroline. Oh yes, uh, I would like to ask Saint Germain, if possible, if you could answer my question. Um, I would like to. I've been helping um, hurricane victims, Hurricane Sandy victims here in New Jersey, and um, now it seems like uh, nothing really has changed. Uh, uh, there's still an economical challenge to a lot of people. And what I want to do is to start a nonprofit and help out many, many people, many families, and also to start a community garden to beautify some towns. You know, I'll start one town at a time. I'd like to know if St. Germain would like to look at these. Hello? Oh, Caroline. Dear, I think we just lost her. I know I was I was turning off Holly and it turned off uh, Caroline. Caroline, hang on, honey. There you are. Go right ahead. I've got your back. Caroline. Caroline. Mm. Oh. Uh, hello. Oh, we have a different. Now I see. Uh, yeah, I, I have uh, area code four zero five open zero three one six. Is yes, that not no? Holly is seven three two. Well, I just renamed it. I bet you that was Caroline. Maybe Holly hung up and, and it moved positions. Let me go back just a sec, and because I had to rename yes. it, I, okay, back. we're back with you, Caroline. Here's Holly. Yes. Hi. So, my uh, to summarize, my question is: Would Saint Germain help me uh, to help the? You know, especially in Jersey, New York, there's a lot of uh, a lot of problems still here. Nothing has changed. It's like 24 hours after in certain towns. It's like 24 hours after the storm. Nothing has changed. So I'd like uh-huh. to help. And I know I came here to help a lot of people. And why not start right here? And during the storm, that's what I did. And I'd like to continue that. And I'd like to have Saint Germain's assistance. Okay, let's ask him. Thank you. <laughs> yes, of course, Caroline. We're well aware of the difficulties along the shore, the terrible need and the terrible devastation. Um, we are absolutely intending to help out, not just for one project, not just for one disaster, but our hope is 
to assist the entire planet. Um, at the moment, we're we're organizing in such a way that we hope to bring funding, bring help to every area that's in need the way the way yours is. And there will be people who will be called upon to um, to disperse the funds to to organize the work just as you are doing. You've done a brilliant job already. Thank you. And it is a great inspiration to see people like you helping to organize people, bringing hope to those who were so devastated. And, you know, when people lose everything, it's a terrible it's a terrible state to be in, but the worst of it is the emotional trauma. Yes. And just knowing that there are those who are there willing to help because they feel it in their hearts, that's what makes a difference to people. That's what truly inspires people. Now, of course, with extra funding, you could do your job better. We understand that. Well, it will come as soon as we can possibly make it happen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. Of course, you will be in our hearts. You are in our hearts. And we are so grateful for the work you're doing. Thank you. Thank you, St. Germain. Oh, my gosh, you make me cry. (laughs) 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 And you made all of us cry. (laughs) Thank you. you. All right. I love you, ladies. Honey, (laughs) that's wonderful. And we're going to be watching you when we see all that repair work and help coming through, we'll know just who's behind a lot of it. So thank you, uh, Caroline. I'm going to go ahead and close your line. Uh huh. And um, do you want to try to slip one more in or not, Catherine? We have seven minutes. Yeah, I think we have just enough time. I want to also let people know that Caroline is the one who uh, developed that petition uh, to send around to remind people uh, of the disclosure hearings and uh, remind me, and it was the petition asked for disclosure. Mm-hmm. I believe, it? Well, the petition asked the media to disclose, oh, to utilize right. these yes. hearings to disclose, yes. To televise it, yes. Uh huh. Now, and I, I don't know how many, how many names we have on that petition now. Let's see if Caroline knows. Oh, yes. <laughs> Uh, 3,000, I'll give you the precise number because it's uh, 3,355. Over 3,000, <laughs> and it's only been a couple of days, hasn't it? All in a couple of days. All in three days, we're halfway done. And um, I've been like just nonstop 
like you, Annie, three hours, four hours sleep. I don't mind. <laughs> I love it because, you know, there's only a time frame. You only have five days. I got the goosebumps as I'm talking. So <laughs> I've been um, just sending out emails to anybody that sends me an email. I just send it. <laughs> you know, it's working. <laughs> so let's, I go back. Yeah, let's let people on the on the line know. And or Caroline, can you um, can you announce to people how they can get a hold of this petition? Well, first thing, maybe it's easier um, if they get my email because this title is so long that there's no way the way uh, change.org puts a title. It was just oh. that was the best way. But here's a way of um, going in. There's two ways. I'll give you my email, which is caroline.r.olivera, O-L-I-V-E-I-R-A, at gmail.com. Maybe if that was too long, people could go in the archives. And here's the title of the petition on change.org. It's call and urge CNN Fox. MSNBC to live cast the citizen hearing on disclosure to be held at the National Press Club April 29 through May 3, 2013. I think when you do a, a, a search, if you just put call, yeah, I would think it would come up. Caroline, in the interest yes. of time and yes. uh, the complications of this, um, let me give them earthascends, com, yes. okay, and uh, go to Federation, the tab on the top, and you will see Ashtar's message. And he, he, the title of that message is, Now is the Time for All Good Men to Come to the Aid of Their Country. It will ring the right bells, but you'll see it right there. Just tab on Federation, and again, the uh, website is um, earthascends.com. Click on Federation, you'll see Ashtar, and you'll just see it right away saying, now is the time. Now, when you click on that, at the bottom of his message endorsing this is a link to the petition. It's It's just click here. Okay, good. Click here, yeah. So let's get to our last Thank call you. really quickly. Bless their hearts. Okay, Caroline, yeah. I'm going to Thanks, close Caroline. you up again. Thank, Thank you, you, sweetie. Okay. And uh, here's a gentleman. Our, our names have all gotten tangled up here because they won't let me change them. But I've opened up the line now for area code 405, ending in 0316. Uh, yes, uh, this is Bill from Oklahoma. Hi, Bill. Hi. Hi. Uh, I have a humanitarian project that I think would benefit all of humanity, and my question, I guess, is what will the funds of the St. Germain Trust actually be used for? So could could a person submit a humanitarian project? I guess I'd like that to St. Germain. Yeah, let's have him give us a quick response to that. Okay, I turn over the line. Yes, Bill, that's a good question. Um, The funds are designed for many purposes. Initially, what we hope to do is to fund nonprofits and other good projects 
around the world. And we have a very simple way of deciding where to dispense the funds. It's very simple. From where we are, we go where the light is. Mm-hmm. So those people who are working hard and are in their hearts will get the funding. We don't need anyone to send in a form or a, an appeal. We know who's doing good work. And those are the people who will get the funds and the projects will will be will flourish. That's the first phase. We also hope that eventually we will be able to simply make it possible for every person on planet Earth to have more money than they could possibly want to spend. And in that process, what will happen is that the need and the wish and the want for money will be completely sated and will become completely meaningless. And now we've just been warned that it's time to end the show. So okay. Thank you. I'm going to that turn was... it back to the ladies and let them say goodnight. And namaste from St. Germain. Good night. Namaste. Okay. Thank you. Everyone, we have just time to say goodnight. And I have been reminded that I should let people know that I'm going to be doing some workshops. And the first one is going to be in Canandaigua, New York. The second one in Edmonton, Alberta. And they'll all be on the website, um, whoneedslight.org, if you go on the tab, Workshops and Events. And I'll talk a little more about those next time. And and remind me, will you, so that I can make the announcements. I will. All right, so I'm going to say good night and namaste, everybody. Good night, Catherine. It's been a wonderful call. And it wasn't as distorted at the end as we feared, so we did get some help. And we'll see you all next week, folks. So thank you for joining us. Uh, MotherFatherGod.com. And, oh, that's the end right there. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.